0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Highway on My Podcast with Rocky, Mayur and Abhinandan.
1: We're
0: back! We're hungry! And we are on Highway on My Podcast with the two biggest men in Indian food and travel, Rocky and Mayur. (laughs) Who let the dogs out, baby? (laughs) (laughs) And joining us to add sobriety is Prashant Sareen, producer, director and driver extraordinaire. He
1: of of the shining intellect and the shining brain that lies below that shining head.
0: (laughs) And my name is Abhinandan Sekri, and the four of us have been bringing the highway to you ever since the lockdown kicked in. Until you can get on the highway, although technically you can still get on the highway, but travel isn't quite the same because most eating establishment and fun and games areas are closed. And of course, there's the stress of contracting a virus. So stay indoors, stay safe. We shall bring the travel and the journeys to you until the time. We can get out there and you can get out there and we can meet together on the highway. Today, we will steer this happy foursome into Daman and Dew.
1: DD! It is time for DD, baby. Daman and Dew, the alcohol supplier to the mighty state of Gujarat. Where the lines of alcohol are endless at the border trying to get (laughs) in. Before we kick in and tell you where
0: all we are going to go, let us just tell you Daman and Dew is a union territory which borders Gujarat. And everyone comes there to drink, so no one really gives a shit about how the food is.
2: <laughs> what
1: food? You mean we ate also over there?
2: <laughs> and just the interesting part that there's about 600 kilometers that divides Daman and Diu. Now, why they call it Daman and Diu together is anybody's guess. Because they have a whole ocean between them. Like the Gujarat mainland and then the little... What do you call that? The shape of Gujarat that comes out at the bottom? The bean. Kach. the bean kach? Sada kach.
1: Cut switch the Gulf of Gujarat, the curve of Gujarat. I don't know. The curve? you I like, the curves.
2: I like curves, I like curves, <laughs> curves, fine, fine. <laughs> but they're separated by the whole curve of Gujarat 600 kilometers.
1: But they're called Daman and Diu. I tell you, if you have one friend living in Daman and one in Diu, it is a long journey indeed. But our journey, our journey began at the border. Yeah, we had that wonderful shot when I was standing in front right next to the camera on one side. And Mayur was standing with the second camera right at the back. And we were in the two states at the same time. One for Gujarat yes. and one for Daman.
0: <laughs> and there's this long road that goes from... I mean, it's called Ocean on both sides. So I think that's the backwater. I don't know what that is. But there's this long road that then enters this big gate. And they said, now you are in the Union Territory of Daman and Dew. But that is quite a beautiful
1: road. And I remember when we are going down, it was raining. It was quite stunning. It had to be a long road because it was a short road. It wouldn't have reached Daman. It would have stopped.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start with the. As soon as we entered, there were these fish that were drying. I remember by the beach on the. It doesn't have any sandy beaches. They are rocky beaches, and I don't mean those beaches belong to our host rocky. Rocky. <laughs> I mean that they have rocks and pebbles on them. <laughs> but had this. What was that? Tombrila. What are those things drying on the side?
1: Bombil, yeah, Bombay duck, Bombay duck. The mighty Bombay duck, Bombil. It's a beautiful, delicate little fish for heathens like I mean, and the who don't eat fish and seafood. What would you know? But uh, it's a, it's a great place to catch Bombil. And when you drive into Dabur, you'll have the lighthouse on one side, right on top. You'll have the beautiful city and the magnificent fort on one side, and a couple of beaches in the middle, which have these wooden racks. And on those wooden racks, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. ...or bumbles are hung to dry. So there's a lot of very happy crows... ...and a very smelly environment. Yes.
0: remember It was quite a challenge for poor Mayur... ...to do his piece to camera... ...because he had to take breaths between words. Yeah. And each time he inhaled... ...he was like, can we go somewhere else... ...and do this shot?
1: <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah? I understand I don't want to eat it... ...but what's wrong with the smell? Yeah, what's wrong
2: with any smell, I ask you? I think after all these years on highway on my plate... ...we would be inured to every possible smell known to mankind.
1: That is true. <laughs> you welcome, you welcome, welcome, you're welcome. Who's next? Some of us have burnt our nostrils and can never be capable of smelling again, Prashant.
3: <laughs> you bet. At least you guys had the option of rolling down your window and throwing your head out of it. You know, I was driving. I had the wheel <laughs> in my hands. I had your lives in my hands. Every so time there was a I, scent
1: bomb so released, are talking about the release of a scent bomb.
3: So I had to learn how to just sort of, you know, like those deep sea divers. I would just like take them quick inhale a quick deep breath and then just hold it for like
0: 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going pearl diving. And you're emerging emerging with a pearl. But the rest of uh like Ronky said, our taste buds and our smelling buds are completely killed. So even if we contract the symptoms of COVID that you lose your sense of smell and taste,
3: well, we lost it long ago. Clearly, there's no food in Daman, right? So, so that's why we're going to have this no, conversation no, no. on lot and lot. on.
1: But I've been singing like Himesh Reshambi ever since then from my nostrils. Burnt <laughs> nostrils. I'm like, Mitra! <laughs> 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 Who are you singing like, man?
3: Come Modi, come on in Shambhuya Modi. That is... I have to use that song. That's sometimes. <laughs> it is.
1: When, when you have to be tuned, you have to say those things together, man. You guys never realized. You don't know what you are doing. Don't know what you are doing, Mitra.
0: But I will say that there is... Natural beauty, which you will see when you get the newsletter of Daman and Diyu. we have some fantastic pictures of lush green pastures with trees and little ponds on the side. But the weather is not fantastic. It's very humid and hot. But just because everybody comes there to drink, you know, from across the border, people have not really invested in the quality of food. But there was this one place called Virada Dhaba, which the
1: decor was very nice. Why don't you tell us about that, Rocky Singh? Oh. Of course, man. Veerat the Dhaba is of that pattern of that incredible Dhaba culture that started out of Maharashtra as best as I know, which was uh, you come down and, of course, some places in Gujarat, but very rare, it's, it's mostly a Maharashtrian concept where you come down with your drinking permit and you sit down and the Dhaba gives you your food, your booze, your shisha and the hookah and the music and the night spot. So it's like a de facto disco nightclub setting all rolled into one and what a beautiful concept it is here because you have, usually you have these beautiful bungees, you have lanterns, you have a place to sit down, the magnificent lush surroundings with fans. and I mean it's, it's really lovely and you can sit there and you eat dirt cheap food which is like dhaba prices and absolutely bare minimum price, minimal price alcohol and uh, it is just the biggest thing that ever happened for, for years and years and years. And of course, this is one of those places, fantastic. And
0: because it's you're not really sitting on tables and chairs, it is manjis which are like carts. For those of you who don't know what a manji is, it's like a bed, it's a cart with a niwad or a rasi that is tied. So you can like stuff your face and pass out there. But the guys, such be a bed civilized
3: bed. way of eating, such a civilized way of eating, Very. really. You know, you eat and you drink and then you lie down, then you wake up, you have a little dessert, then you drink a little bit more and you lie down
0: again, <laughs> and nobody's throwing you out. You, each How one has a manji. Hours of food, Mayur, but was, was the guy had spent a good amount of energy in doing it up. It was done up very nicely, no
2: doubt. Yeah, nice place. Well, from what I can remember, the food wasn't fantastic. It was decent food. I mean, he was doing Punjabi food and given a giant beer hoarding and the price he was selling the beer at, I don't know how concerned he was about like how fantastic the food was going to be. It was okay. Punjabi- it was like
3: a perfect spot for having beer, like chilled beer sold here. It should have been the name of this, <laughs> this place. It was all about chilled beer, right? And you could have a little chili chicken on the side, or some papad on the side, or some something else on the side. But really, it was all about that chilled beer. I still remember that. It's like hot and humid, and under that slowly wearing fan over over your head, having that chilled beer was just absolute divine feeling.
1: Absolutely, it divine. was. It was man. I- and that's how the Punjabi Dhaba really sells. Yeah. I mean, 50% of the fact that you enjoy your food at the Punjabi Dhaba, number one is that the food is always fresh. Number two is they put a whole bunch of spice and they fry up everything really nicely and add butter generously. And number three, they bring it to your table. Garma garam, yeah. I mean, the rotis are hot. The butter is melting. The dal is hot. The chicken is hot. The tandoori is fresh. So even if it's not delightfully tasty, you get by because it's hot and fresh and served well. And, you know, there's this whole ambience of fun and relaxed, laid-back situations. That only happens in a Punjabi Dhawa in my mind there. So I think half the success for a Punjabi Dhawa is that and anybody who's opening a restaurant anywhere in the world needs to come down to the Punjabi Dhawa and see how precious the fact that you can get your khana hot, how important that fact is for a customer.
2: Yeah, but here's what I remember about Virata Dhawa. They gave you chaas, I mean, if you didn't want the beer. And then they had all these mocktails. They were called Daman Delight. Yes, Shirdi Temple, Coco Loco, and White Negro. <laughs> so it was not even politically correct. <laughs> so you so, knew that you were... Political
0: right. wokeness hadn't quite reached Daman when we were there. <laughs> because they had
1: stuff like that on the menu. <laughs> but what can one say? Daman and Diu is Daman and it's a It's a sort of, you know, distance, cut off from the rest of the world kind of place. Everything is relaxed slow, deliberate. During the day, it's quiet. You know, at night, you go into the fort, you go into the old area, and you walk these really tight lanes through these beautiful sort of surrounding mm. areas. And the fort is the big highlight. And uh, you have these, these lovely sort of roads and almost like boulevards, which are like really quaint. So, it's a wonderful place, but it is really laid back and relaxed. I mean, you, you've, got to, you, you, you've got to really be relaxed when you go there.
0: Unless you're a person who lives in Gujarat who's dying for his drink, the likelihood of you guys ever going to Diu is remote. So, this is where you will experience it. Because if you get those 15, 20 days holiday out of all the places in the country to choose from, it is unlikely you'll choose Diu to go to. <laughs> Kaha chale, Laholspiri chale, Ladakh chale, Kerala chale. Nah, Damanandu chalte. That won't happen. Just saying. So, you can experience it through us on this show. Now, Rocky, I remember one place at Khajura restaurant, you tried the masala shark. They have legal, legitimate masala shark that is sold over there.
1: What is the experience of eating shark like? Yeah, shark is a very popular meat all across the coasts of India. We have much better than the shark eating you. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no matter how good the masala is, shark eating you is never an option. So, for all you chefs out there, be careful. But um, shark is a wonderful meat all along the coast of India, and people don't really know this. But you know, we have a number of whales we have blue whales, we have whale sharks, we have some massive fish bull sharks that go in these waters, and of course, uh, the, the hammerheads, we have black uh, blacktip reef sharks, I mean, the list is endless, the number of sharks in Indian waters, and wherever you go out fishing, you do manage to catch the odd shark, you know, not deliberately, but it just sort of comes into the net. So, shark is eaten across the country, across the coastal areas of the country, at least, and uh, it's a wonderful meat, yeah. you know, it, it's like a really firm fish, so like a shark steak, in Goa, of course, where Mayur stays, uh, Mayur Briganza, he stays <laughs> in Goa now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, how do you remember that song? That's a really old song, yeah.
2: Daddy khadela khadela.
1: <laughs> Oh no, actually, uh, today I'm singing it Hello, darling, hello. But I mean
0: I recall we've tried, you know, pomfrey and chili mean and mean this and mean that. Other than this place, we don't didn't really order shark anywhere else. Why is that? Because the fish other places are better. Andhra
3: Pradesh no we we in kakinada we only saw we came
1: across we didn't our, order it there was too much yeah, other stuff on the menu i mean it's everywhere we saw them at Por Bandar. every time we went near the ocean you can see sharks we saw them in maharashtra we saw them everywhere but like we didn't if, order they, have, them. they have shark ambotic which is like a really wonderful shark dish but over here in daman they made a really nice shark and you know the like i said the meat's firm great for making steaks it's a big fish you get a really lovely flavor the texture is like a hard fish or you know somewhere between a regular soft flaky fish and maybe a chicken. It's like you know, seventy percent fish, no, eighty percent fish, twenty percent chicken. So it's a very easy to eat fish, and uh, it really takes on flavor well. So you know, don't knock sharks till you've eaten them.
3: Did you try it, Prashant? No, I didn't. I'm not much of a shark kind of guy. No, I, I didn't try that. I mean, there was pomfret also there. So i yeah, mean, so I I am a civilized fish eater, not like shark walk type of thing. a guppy.
2: But but I, but I yeah. remember I remember there was another fish that you guys tried. They had like steaks at that other restaurant, Daman Delight. It was called the Dara. And Rocky said it reminded him a little bit of the Chilean sea bass. We had that khatu katu bindi, and then they had a bombil salad, and then they had they had this Dara. Steak.
0: And in in Maharashtra they have they serve it peanuts and it's called Dara Singh. <laughs>
1: Dara Singh Dana, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, of course they do. And uh, you know, every time Prashad walks, in, he's like, "Koi shak, koi saval." that's <laughs> <Nahe, laughs> it. This place, Mayur, that you're talking about, the Khatu Bindi, yeah. And uh, you know, that's the same place where they had that really. I mean, they were they had some really innovative dishes that they were baking at that place.
3: What was Khatu Bindi like? Just remind me. I, I can't recall because I'm a big Bindi fan. And I'm, I'm surprised that I don't remember this. Was it with nariyal or something like that? With coconut? Or was it with tomatoes? This is
2: why we wrote the book Highway on My Plate. Let <laughs> us put out our research material. <laughs> I don't remember it at all. I actually don't remember anything about Daman. Like, Rocky's talking about a fort, then sort of memories are coming back about a fort. I remember Diu much much clearer, but Daman... Oh, uh, the
3: fort, I remember quite clearly. We drove up to the fort in the evening. And uh, in fact, the next morning, it's not that first evening. The next morning yeah. we went there for breakfast.
2: Mildly fried in spice, soured with tamarind water. This curry is then ah. rice flour to produce khatu gravy, which is a thick masala paste. This There's sounds very nice. Squid version. This sounds
3: very nice.
1: Yeah, it was very nice. And then they and had I this must really try it extraordinary, tomorrow. Yeah. You you must try it. And they had this extraordinary pomfret, which was stuffed with prawns. I mean, I, you know, I've had all kinds of pomfret, but it was like pomfret that, you know, they'd been filleted. And they'd removed the bones from inside and then they'd stuffed the whole thing with prawns and sort of put it together with a little bit of fried maida batter. And when they they served it, they stood it up with cherries instead of eyes. So it was quite scary to look at it like bright (laughs) (laughs) red-eyed pomfret standing in a plate looking at you with big red eyes.
2: (laughs) I mean, Rocky ate the pomfret. It was like a Middle Eastern meal. There There was prawns inside a pomfret which was inside Rocky.
1: Yeah, it was, it was quite a. I mean, if you're a drunk Gujarati, nothing quite gets you like your plate looking at you like that with red eyes. In
0: fact, like they used to serve this on the Death Star canteen. It was called Khartu D Two.
1: <laughs> oh God, it's one of those days, is it?
3: <laughs> it's one of those days, <laughs> truly. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, yeah, and and sometimes you would get really invasive, invasive burps. You would call them Dekar Vader. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fine. Now
1: uh, that was Khajura restaurant huh? where you guys had the turmeric pomfret shark and all that. Yeah, and they had very nice bathroom. So the three, of, they were like the three of us went there and we said, where should we go to the bathroom? And they said C three P O over there. <laughs> so, oh God, stop it! These are very bad here. <laughs> but uh, this is uh, other than Gujarat,
0: you, you know, restaurants and this khajura restaurant if i remember correctly was quite a fancy restaurant
2: it i mean it was in daman not in diu come it's sorry it was 600 kilometers away okay sorry uh, in daman same thing yeah <laughs> <'Cause>,
1: <laughs>
0: but you know this was one place where the fanciest of restaurants have khichdi on their menu i could never quite figure out why like why would someone come to us say chalo ye, guess, no no like, i am there regrets. it's comfort food yeah it's it's like
3: you know butter chicken is to somebody in the north Khichri would be, somebody in Gujarat would be like comfort food, I would
1: guess. No, no, it's not the same. Come on. I mean, in Punjab, khichri is like, you know, if you're sick, you're going to eat khichri. <laughs> but uh, in in Gujarat, they do some incredible khichris. I mean, I'm a great fan of Gujarati khichris. They make some really good ones here. And and the, the khichris here were good too. This is a great restaurant, by the way. Really good food. I mean, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Mayur, what do you say? The Dhaman Delight? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Nikku's still
2: floating around in that other place. Actually, even that was nice. Kajura was nice. But Daman Delight was very good. I, wasn't it attached to the hotel we were staying at? Was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. You're right. It was part of
0: the hotel. That's sort of a little fancy. Fancy than the other ones we went yeah, to. It was good food. Yeah. And they had, of
2: course, quite a, you know, like elaborate spread. But Correct. We we also said that October to March is the season. But if you want to avoid all the, the beer drinkers, then you, a good time to still go where it's not super hot. Is, is September, end August, September.
0: Yeah, drinkers are there all the time. No, but avoid the weekend. Basically, over the weekend, all the drinkers will come from Gujarat yeah. and just get crashed. So, it's not exactly the ideal family holiday time on the weekend. But weekdays, it's relatively quiet. And I mean, yeah, you can have quiet walks around the beach. The beaches aren't super clean, but they aren't super dirty either. I think purely because there aren't so many people. But there are a few of these shacks, one of which we ate at. What was it called, guys? I think, wasn't that the Kajura place? That no, no, it was up there when they had that was, wasn't was there up enough food land, Dubjik. Yeah, that was Dubjik up there when we sat up there, Dubjik, which was overlooking the sea on these stilts. Uh, not stilts mm. where it was on top. That, that was the,
3: Dubchik. that was the evening, the evening time that we'd gone there, right? We could see the beach on one side, yeah, 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 which is pretty empty. And this I is remember. pretty close to our hotel, yes, yeah.
0: it was very close and it yeah. overlooked the beach. and It was Dubjik, and there's there are a few such shacks. Again, not remarkable food, but they serve you those masala peanuts. You can look out into the sea and you I think you could even see the lighthouse from there, right?
2: You could see oh, the fort in just, the distance. Just me. I'm <laughs> in <mean>, the lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could see the <laughs> common lighthouse, Niku, because the duck
1: streak is in div. i Rocky. I promise on my swear. I can see. <laughs> you're, you're, but yeah, it was... Uh, the food was completely unremarkable. I mean, it was... You know, there are these shacks there which, are, which like Nikku was saying, basically cater to the drinkers that come in over the weekend. And that is all that happens over there. And the chakna was really good. So, you had really nice peanuts and you had really nice papa, masala papas. But the yeah. food itself was completely… I mean, you can eat it or not. You know, it doesn't make a difference. You're not going to be writing home about the taste for sure. And the board there, they,
0: it had Punjabi Chinese served there. Very proudly, <laughs>
1: Punjabi Chinese. Ah, that, I think, is now the new uh, the new thing. Now, you can't say Chinese Chinjabi. anymore. So, I was contemplating what names to call it. I think Chinjabi is the best if you're in Delhi or Punjab. Chinjabi. Instead of, that's Punjabi Chinese. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and if it's, uh, you know, by and large...
2: How about West Bengal and Kolkata? What would you call it?
1: Come on, let no, no, Kolkata. You get, you get Kolkata, you get authentic Chinese, bro. That's already called Hakka. It's not authentic. It's very Indian, by the way. It's, it's called Hakka over there. And uh, that's the sort of style there. They already have a name. But all over India uh, is Chindian food now. Yeah, Chindian. That's uh, the Indian version of Chinese. If we keep calling it by different names, we'll solve all the problems, as you've seen over the last few years. If you have any problem, just change the name of the problem. And then everything sorts itself out.
3: I think the best revenge we can take from the Chinese (laughs) to go back into that is to really screw their food. And we're doing (laughs) a great job of it anyways. (laughs) Right? So we should really like, just take over,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. We should send Gobi, Manchurian in very Gobi, large batches yeah, to absolutely. China. Absolutely. Airdrop it. <laughs> and chili chicken. Chili, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. chili chicken. Shai chili chicken and Gobi Manchurian. To be airdropped all over China. Till they beg for mercy.
0: <laughs> Before we come back and tell you after eating so much, the gymnastics that we participated in in Dew, I would just, or Daman, sorry, whatever, (laughs) I'm (laughs) forgetting. But I have a few emails. This one is from Abhiran Mukherjee. Hey guys, Abhiran here again. Just heard your army special podcast yesterday. Was inspiring stuff. Loved what you said, Abhinandan, that how an officer told you that they will find even if a screw of your camera equipment gets lost. Just assurance. Shows why we sleep peacefully at night because of these wonderful brave men. And loved both your comments, Rocky and Muir, about the fact that war isn't a game that usually means heavy losses for the nations involved. It's also so true that the kitchens of the army play such a crucial part in feeding them and keeping them happy. I have myself eaten with black cat commanders in Kashmir way back in 1998 and always found them to be wonderfully jovial and kind-hearted. I wish for a world where a soldier gets killed in action instead of giving a 21-gun salute, we bury 21 guns with him so no one deserves to die at the end of the day. This should be a reminder that the world needs no war. Cheers for the podcast glued to them. Take care, Abiran. Thanks, Abiran. Thank you for your wonderful words and this wonderful mail. And uh, guys, uh, in case you want to write to us, you can write to us at HOMP2020 at gmail.com. I'll repeat, HOM2020 at gmail.com. Share your journeys, your food preference, what you'd like us to talk about, where you'd like us to take you, where we should go once this lockdown is over and Rocky Meur, Prashant and Nikku hit the road again. So do write in and also, wherever you listen to this podcast, there will be a link which you press it will open out a form if you fill in that form you will be subscribed to our newsletter where you will get some behind the scenes action anecdotes and photographs of all the places we talk about so do subscribe to the newsletter so we can build this community that can get this show back on the road once the stock done is over gentlemen one more quick mail before we go back is that okay this is from abiran uh, he said
1: yeah yeah abiran is abiran is uh, has been you know in in touch with us on social media and through emails and so, Abiran is, is now almost a friend. I mean, we consider him a friend. He, he's been in touch very often. So, thank you, Abiran, for all your uh, writing in and staying in touch and, you know, commenting on things that we do. We really appreciate it, man. So, cheers. And on social media, which is Twitter and uh, Instagram and YouTube, you know, our handles are the same. Rocky Mayur, one word, R-O-C-K-Y-A-N-D-M-A-Y-U-R. So, if you ever write to us, we always uh, reply to... Almost everything. I'd say 90% of any comment or any message that you leave, we'll we'll get back to you. As long as it's on our timelines and not on private message or you know whatever, those we can't attend to. There's just too many. Mayur, I hope you're doing some work in replying to everybody's messages. Hello.
2: <coughs> yes, nice to see
1: you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: Abiran also says you guys have some of the best fans. You're right, Abiran. Truly, the home fans are amazing. Can't wait to see you all back on the road with the new season. If it's crowdfunded, please count me in. I'm already a massive follower of Rocky and Muir and will be more than happy to contribute for my brothers. The podcast have become a weekly listening practice and something that I look forward to. Used to be hungry watching the Homp episodes and hungry even now listening to the fantastic podcast.
1: Wow, hey, that's man. really sweet. So, yeah. Thank you, man. We, we really, we get a lot of strength from people like you. Yeah, So keep writing in, brother. Thank you. So
0: guys, you also did some gymnastics. Believe it or not, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Tell us, tell us a story about the gymnasts. The Nadia Koromski and and, uh, Mayuri
2: uh, whatever Kalashnikov. It started with a cricket game. There was a whole bunch of very cute little kids all running around playing cricket. They had cut off like little tree branches and put them in there. So, we played cricket with them. And then after that, we discovered one of them was like a really good gymnast. He was was doing handstands and even walking on his Mm -hmm. hands. And then I tried walking on my hands a little bit and I stopped. And... uh, then uh, Superman took over. No, not Superman. You have to say, then the
1: (laughs) nimble-toed Rocky. (laughs) Listen, in my youth, Father Williams, (laughs) I don't know if any of you heard that old poem about uh, uh, your old Father Williams, the young man said, yet you incessantly stand upon your head. So I was in that kind of Father Williams frame of mind. And of course, remembering my youth, I was confident that I could do a somersault. I mean, they used to be very easy for me. I used to do multiple somersaults. And I thought, Worst case scenario, I'll put my hands down and do it. So I came running full speed, like a lightning bolt. And all 110 kilos of me did a front somersault and landed flat on my backside. So you dis- <laughs> and I
0: was like, dude, so
1: you-, again, we have still- <laughs> so
3: you discovered gravity.
1: <laughs> I discovered gravity. Without <laughs> bothering about the mathematics. And it was there was a particular part of me that discovered gravity first before the rest of me discovered it. <laughs> that hurt for about three days after that somersault. I couldn't sit properly anywhere, man.
2: <laughs> I, I just saw that video again. And all of you watching, this is why you should be scared of Big Brother. Because like, you, I sent the messages back and forth, right? you and stuff. And then suddenly, on, when my uh, homepage opens, I opened the thing on my homepage and it, it popped up a video. And said, Rocky and Mayur in, in uh, dew So I was like, hey, how did this happen? Google Baba is listening. So I went and clicked on it. And so I saw this little clip. You have to go and see it. Because if you see it, you'll see he had 100% belief. Rocky, when he gets he committed fully because he was that was like, if, if you ever want to teach people the difference between being involved in something and being committed, you show them this video, man.
1: You have to go, yeah. Because Jabbi Hamsa Pucha Puchajai, how's the Josh? Jawab sir, full commitment for everything we do assault if you I'll
0: tell you this about again Dhamano Diu, I keep mixing up the two, but this place where which we are talking about Do you? It's this road, it's got the ocean on one side and it's got lush green fields on the other. It is so tempting to just stop and we did that. You stop the vehicle and you just run around there, man. It is not common that you find such uncluttered, clean, huge patches of green which are not manicured by some embassy or by some, you know, uh, uh, ministry that you have. nahi aa jao bhago dodo Some
2: really fantastic long green patches. Parts so of it dotted with camels, though. Do you remember the opening we did with all those camels? Yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. They're not they're not camels anymore. They're dromedaries. Dromedary. This is a good trick somebody taught me on social media. When you look at a camel and it has one hump on top, it's shaped like a D. So it's dromedary. And when you look at the real camel, it has two humps, so it's shaped like a B. So that's the Bactrian camel. So now you can remember, B for Bactrian camel and D for dromedary. You'll never forget. The highway on my
2: podcast where you not only hear about food and travel, but you also learn useful stuff. Like the difference between a Bactrian camel and a dromedary. Sorry, can you repeat that again, please?
1: (laughs) 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 Sir, you just go. Whenever you want to know anything about wildlife. (laughs) But yeah, I remember that was a really fun sequence, man. We really enjoyed hanging with the camels. I remember we kept trying to run after them and catch them and they kept walking away from us and the entire shot had to be reset again. But uh, they were quite sporting here. I, I like camels. They're good, good guys.
2: That was also part of the clip. So he's standing there as a Rocky decides, he's like, we're going to go into this and we're going to be out on the beach and was, so here's my little safety kit. There was there was the usual stuff, sunglasses, hat, sunscreen, and then there was his handkerchief. She so said, if you're eight inches tall, this serves perfectly as a beach towel. And- <laughs>
0: okay so now I have this one more wonderful mail from Sandeep and he has sent some stunning photographs to go with this mail so he's clearly a very avid traveler Sandeep says hi this is Sandeep nicknamed Shande hey Shande basically a Kanadiga born in UP and now very much in Bengaluru thanks a ton for the lovely stories and also behind the scenes anecdotes you have been my friends during this tough lockdown period especially while doing mundane household chores and lonely strolls around my home I used to miss most of your home episodes when it was aired around 2010, mainly due to two hours one-way commute from office and on weekends, I used to be busy with activities related to my photography club, which is called Bangalore Walk. okay? I have been an avid traveler for the last 15 years. Apart from covering many places in my home state, Karnataka, I've traveled across Ladakh, Himachal, Sikkim, Odisha, Rajasthan, Uttarakhand, Maharashtra, MP, Punjab. And more recent was my one to Gujarat with my family in 2019. Your podcast helped me cherish all my personal moments and many things which I have missed out. Farali Kachori at Jamnagar looks to be a big miss for me. I wish I had your guidebooks handy during my Gujarat trip. I'm a vegetarian and not a very serious foodie. However, I would like to recall the following moments. Pao Bhaji at Supreme Corner at JM Road, Pune. It was during demonization period and I had 300 rupee notes in my pocket. One of which was utilized at this hotel. <laughs> at Kaaf, Cafe Mysore.
1: Even, even I had 300 rupee notes during the demonetization, but everybody kept saying they're fake, you dog. You should have made 100 rupee ones. <laughs> and I said, Bob, oh, 300 rupee note is my name. I have bought Mayfair hai, or Waterworks. <laughs> Monopoly won't be 300 rupee. Monopoly won't be. Okay, there I fake use. Kar tha. No wonder my nephew was so angry. <laughs> Homemade. Acha, sorry, sorry. Get back to the mail. Shande
0: is mail. Then, Karela Piaz and Butter Chapati at Bhagat Chand at Vashi Navi, Mumbai.
1: Okay, I don't Alu want to talk about paratha. Shate's Bail anymore. Who talks about Karela's when they're traveling here? Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alu, Paratha and Chai at Roadside Restaurant at Orcha. Veg Thukpa at a canteen next to Rumtek Monastery, Sikkim. Ah. Gujarati Thali with Bajra Roti at a lowbrow restaurant at Bochow on the way to Bhoj. Photograph is below. A cup of cardamom tea at Singe in North Sikkim with a wonderful view of Tista River Valley. Kachori Chai at a Thela at Central Jaipur. Jigar Thanda at besant Nagar Beach in Chennai. Gubdub, sorry, Gudbud at Diana Hotel Udipi. Garbar, at Garbar. Not fa- gar- 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 Goodbud. Garbar gar- gar- ice cream. Garbar. Achha, Garbar, sorry. A All right. Ham thump pe marai la hai. <laughs> mera, is, ke la hai. Yeah,
1: this is the same guy who one day was reading a menu and he said, I want to have some ras gulas. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is <there> a <laughs> rasgulas? And he was like, this is how it's I was like, rasgulla says us, rasgullas. And he was like, okay, yeah. We are learning Devanagari. We don't know Roman alphabet. We Hindi not know in Hindi.
0: Rasgulas. Okay, sorry.
1: We, get back, get back.
0: And he's listed multiple places that he has. I wish I covered these places once the lockdown is over. Sardarji Hotel, Assembly House, Lucknow. Sharma Dhaba, Rajma Chawale Pahlgaam, Radha Paratha House Porbandar, Seva Cafe Ahmedabad, Lees Kitchen Uttarakhand, Durga Bantap, So Good. I'm glad he's took, taken notes
2: yeah. while listening, man. Yeah. Excellent. And his photographs, guys, you should go and see. Niku and I have seen them. Yes, there are some stunning photographs. Some photographs. Mr. Shande, you are to be congratulated. That is some beautiful photography. And he says, please let me know the coordinates of the ghee dosa
0: place which you mentioned in the Karnataka podcast. Okay, dude, if you like, we went went to it when it was the left of the road. We were heading in towards U D P. But if you're heading away from U D P up north, right, then it'll be on your right towards Karwar. Towards Karwar, how many kilometers outside Karwar was it, guys? You remember? I don't recall. It was in a fairly desolate place, actually. Yeah, yeah it was a very desolate place. It
3: was
1: but like one o'clock or what? Eleven o'clock at night, or some
3: ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Mr. Butts, Mr. Butts, ghee dosa in. Uh, why do you remember the place last time? Do you remember the place this time or? Uh, it was. Uh, it. I remember it was Mr. Butts dosa, ghee dosa.
0: It's. I, I think it was about an hour and a half or two hours from Mangalore, ODP. one of the two. I forget. Because I remember in the morning we came back to Udupi, no, right? Not, we not
3: Mangalore, from Udupi. Because Ud- if you're going down south, you're traveling from north to south, then Udupi comes first and then another 70-80 kilometers, then Mangalore comes. Did we so guys was, spend the
0: night in Udupi or did we go all no, the way to
3: Mangalore? No, we spent the night between Udupi and uh, Mangalore. The reason was that it was really pelting that night. Yeah,
0: it was, it was raining and it couldn't It get was like way, 2 right. o'clock in the morning or something. So we checked into a hotel there. I'd say it would be about... An- about an hour from UDP, up you know, back up towards the north. And also, uh, Shande says, please buzz me when you're in Bangalore. He says, one kilometer from Vidyarthi Bhavan. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, I can go into my magic palace and tell you that the place it was called Bhat Ji Ka Dosa in a place called Gunavante. Gunavante, Gunavante, Gunavante right. Gunavante. Gunavante, Gunavante in, in uh, yeah. So, that was Gunavante and I'm quite sure about that. And it was, uh, it was fairly popular here. Yeah. yeah. There
0: people know about it, but we are, we are talking long ago. Then the, Shandaya sent some truly stunning photographs of Kanchan Janga, Nubra Valley, a stunning picture of Valley of Flowers. Guys, why, why didn't we mention, or did we speak about it, maybe I've forgotten? Did we speak about Gokarna Beach when we spoke about Karnataka? We didn't, because I remember we spent No, we left,
1: we left so much out there. We didn't speak about Gokarna.
0: Yeah, we, so we'll come back to that, because I remember we said a really nice place
1: there. But yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah, and, and that is one of my favorite beaches now. I mean, even at night when I'm sleeping, I can hear it in my head. Somebody saying, Go Karana, go. Go Karana, go. Karna. go, karna, go. go. go karna.
0: <laughs> now let's get back to the other places in Dew. I see Mayur has listed some cold coffee.
1: I, I just want to step it over here because Niku, you mentioned it again and even Shanti mentioned, mentioned it. And I want to just tell you guys that when you're traveling from these, these beautiful journeys, when you're going from one place to the other, the destination should be the last thing on your mind. Stay involved in the moment because there's so many magnificent things you'll pass on the way in India. In any road, you'll see some incredible sights, incredible sounds. I mean... There is just so much beauty I can you know I was talking to my son and daughter this evening we were sitting on the balcony and having a chat and it was raining mildly and we were thinking of you know the time when we were driving back from Haridwar to Delhi and we stopped in the middle of a very busy bridge and you know this storm had picked up and traffic had stopped and there were trees being lashed all over the place and the middle of the bridge, where the Ganga is really wide before you come to Delhi, there was no debris flying. So we stopped there because it was clear. And as we looked to the right, you know, we saw this huge thunderhead rolling in there. It was a big black cloud and magnificent breeze in front of it. And we just got out and stood on the bridge with our car parked. There was everybody had stopped. Nobody was driving. It was that powerful, the storm. We were almost being pushed back. And uh, it was a memorable moment we'd never forget in our lives here. And we spent a good 10, 15 minutes waiting for the rain to come. And boy, when it came, I mean, we were 10 feet from the car. By the time we got back to the car, we were soaked. So just such beautiful, extraordinary memories that you can make by just sort of being in the moment on the road and taking time to just stop at a nice green location or a viewpoint or a riverside place or a, Cup of tea at some really nice, uh, you know, dhaba kind of situation. So, take the time, guys. Don't be in a rush here. Yeah. I think if if the lockdown has taught us all, one thing is that we should live life a little more relaxed and uh, enjoy it a little more before it gets over. Yes,
0: and appreciate the little things.
1: Yeah. Be like you, Niku. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I will say, my favorite impromptu moment still has to be jumping into that little canal. Yes.
2: <laughs> Sarin.
0: Icy cold water and... Icy cold. That yeah. And it was so bloody horribly hot and humid. It was just so
1: nice, man. Yeah, that water was ice cold. And how come the two of you always ended up on top? How come we could <laughs> sit on top of you? Too? I was just going to say, <laughs> and the real fun element was we were riding two elephants.
3: That's why you remember <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. it. <laughs> we, we got into that fighting, the cock fighting with me and I was on Rocky Mayur's shoulder. Yeah, I was, rock. I was on Rocky's shoulder. And you are fighting.
1: <laughs> I've, I've got several pictures, Niku. I've got one in Goa also where you wanted to see something and there wasn't a single tree inside. There were only these little bushes. And you very conveniently oh, yeah. <laughs> climbed up on my back and stood on my shoulders. Here, yeah. What the hell? What do you think I, I am? You yeah. <laughs> me that picture. <laughs> Goa. Yeah, I just stood on your shoulders. That's a
0: that's a advantage of having such solid mountains of friends. That we feel taller <laughs> when we stand on the shoulder of giants. But now please tell us about this one restaurant. That served seafood, pomfret, Punjabbo, Katwadia food, Chinese food. It had everything, basically.
2: <laughs> and well-named also. That's why they were called Apna Foodlands. So, why did we go there and what did we eat? You know what? I have no memory of this place. All I remember is that Rocky said that their seafood, the pomfret was decent.
1: And they had really good cold coffee. I don't remember it. Rock, do you remember? Yeah, you know, there are some places... That you just completely kind of wipe out from your mind here. and <laughs> you know
0: I have a lot of such places.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but upna foodland is spectacularly one of those places. <laughs> now, if you know, if if I remember anything about it, you know, all I can remember is that it was in Diu and it was uh, it had these sort of bamboo interiors there, these basca, sort of you know, interiors with the manjis and all that stuff that were laid out over there and it was quite a quite a nice place with with a bamboo interior lights hanging down this is the sort of that bonji place that we were discussing prashant i think it was another one of those uh, those places here, yeah. like veerada dhaba yeah and and it had like just about everything that you can think of here yeah.
3: listen we went to a really lovely place in the fort in daman overlooking the fishing boats and you know this is on the the next morning when we were moving out of daman do you recall what that place was? Have we listed it? Did we? I, did we, I don't we, we, we had breakfast there. We had breakfast there. And uh, it was a really spectacular location.
2: Was it separated uh, just by a little road and then there was the sea? Yeah. And there were yeah. the fishing boats moored
3: there. Right in front. I have no recollection of this place. No, I think I have a picture of that place
0: also. Oh, then please add it to the uh, newsletter. Maybe the, someone can identify it and say, You drunk fools. <laughs> this is what it's called. <laughs> Clearly, Rocky's lecture of fill these memories as you go along. <laughs> yes, wiped out this beautiful
2: memory yeah.
1: from his mouth. No, no, no. I, I remember Apna Foodland and uh, I remember we sat on the outside row of things and it was owned by a young uh, Sikh boy who had sort of taken over and built this place from scratch and he was very proud of it and rightly so. He'd done some really good work and again, it was one of those places where you could have a nice beer and drink something. but uh, But the food itself was... I think it was too varied and that's the trap. You know, you, you have a good kitchen, yeah. you train 2-3 good cooks, they make really nice Indian, Punjabi, a little bit of Chinese and then you're tempted. You're like, yeah, continental, bhi do, Chinese, bhi do, Gujarati, Gujarati, all And uh, that's so where you mess up. But but it, it it was going, it was going well and it was very popular in the evenings.
0: But I, I will say that you had a remarkably large amount of Sikhs, I remember. I wonder why. Because even that other place was owned by a Sikh. There were a lot of Sikhs in Diu considering it is right next to Gujarat and not near Punjab. I wonder why. But I know that before we went to Diu, we actively avoided Alang. So guys, Alang was actually along our way as you were yeah. driving.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we did a piece to camera. We said there in the distance, you see, Alang It has the largest ship breaking yard in the world. I don't know if it's the largest in the world, but the largest in India. And it is one of, at least back then, it was one of the top 10 most polluted places in the world. Yeah. Because all these ships that had sulfates and asbestos, they were all dismantled there. Even the groundwater had become so polluted that they said, bloody, Patani, So we actually, from a distance, we said, land, but we are moving along, And we are not stopping here.
1: Yeah. It's a tragic place here, Alang. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the effects on the health of the people who work in these shipbreaking yards is terrible. And people in Europe who should know better they keep sending their ships down over here to be broken because it's a much cheaper way to get rid of them than anything else.
0: And also, many of the other countries won't take those ships. I remember yeah. there was one, if I think it was called the Blue something or the other, hmm. that they were sending to Alang to be taken apart. And then some environmental activists said that it should not be sent here. Bloody break it in your own country.
1: Yeah, but nobody, nobody, most countries don't take these ships because they're so old and they're so full of you know carcinogens and all kinds of health hazards, mercury's. Uh, heavy metals. I mean, it's quite terrible to have this stuff lying around in your country for decades and just leaching off, you know, the rainwater, collecting all this stuff and putting it into the rivers and into the ocean. It's just devastating. The The cost of the environment is something that we have never looked at in India because we just had such a great wealth of it. Well, for all of you out there, it's almost gone now. Official numbers put, you know, India's forest cover at 12%, whatever the, I mean, whatever the number is, it's abysmally low. In reality, I've seen areas that are earmarked as forest that are now, uh, you know, little towns where people live and it still comes under forest. And so we need to be careful with our environment. And Alang is, Alang is just such a, uh, you know, it's an alarm for all of us out there saying, let's protect the environment a little better. I mean, but Alang
3: along is now, it's, uh, for the past few years, it's actually pretty much over as, uh, as the center for ship breaking. I mean, at one time it was... One of the, I think it was one of the world's largest
0: ship breaking centers, but not anymore. Look uh, good. So, be so uh, before, uh, you know, we uh, say goodbye to you and uh, good night to you all, I have this one email from Chaitanya. Chaitanya says, This Chaitanya originally from Vishaka, but now in Saint Petersburg, Russia. Whoa, wow, man. it's gonna be a long one. Sorry for that. No, don't apologize, man. Astrovia. While I was stuck in the dorm studying and working remotely, I usually enjoy cooking and having a meal with some food shows like Munchies, First We Feast, Eater and other vloggers on YouTube. One day I came across Highway on a podcast and realized that the biggest men in food are about to get back on the road and I instantly switched to the podcast and let go of all the other shows. Highway on a Plate is the first food and travel show which I have ever watched and it is close to my heart. I was in my fourth grade when I began watching it. At that time, I was not able to speak or understand English. I was bullied in school for the lack of communication skills too. For a few days, I thought the title of the show is Apollo Tires. I realized later that it's the sponsor and the title of the show is different. I remember watching it along with my brother and mother who used to say, these guys eat a lot in Telugu. My father used to give me a lecture on what I'm learning by watching this TV show. <laughs> However, this did not stop me from watching the show and I used to watch it when he was not around. Homp gave me that passion for food. I started cooking along with my mom when I was a kid and I often cook food from different regions. To the very few places I've been to, I have always watched home before heading there and visited the places recommended by you. A few of them are dorabji and Sons in Pune. I remember showing my friends your picture there. Kais Biryani in Kochi, Murugan Idli's shop in Chennai, and also mentioning the Raju Gari Dhaba in Vishakapatna. Been there only after your recommendation. The fascinating thing about all the places you have listed is not just the food, but the experience and enjoying the time and things around you. The way you guys did the show is something phenomenal, be it the weight, food, history of places and the food court. I request you to encourage all Hampton fans in India to visit the Dhabas in their region and get takeaway and help them survive in this crisis. When the pandemic is over, I'm sure you will be on the road visiting them and Dhabas will be back on track. Would love to join you guys someday. Finally, I want to say that Highway on My Plate is not just a show, but a wonderful memory. Love hopped forever. Chaitanya
2: wow what a lovely lovely mail And thank you so much for like sharing so candidly and this is this is why we're always happy to hear about how like people just enjoyed the show they weren't worried about the language or or the the little little things about the food but they just enjoyed the journey as as we all did and we continue to do through the podcast so thank you very much for sharing that with us you know some of the mails that come
0: actually Refresh and trigger the lovely memories that you know have moved to the background of your head, which you don't quite recall. Like the, the Vishakapatnam place he mentioned, it, it just struck me that you know when we went there and we ate and we quite liked it. It's um yeah wonderful, Chetanya, and I'm, I'm I hope you're enjoying it there in in Russia and working hard. And yes, once this lockdown and pandemic is over, we will be back on the road. And hopefully, if you're here on a holiday, we shall drive by Vishakapatnam and we shall have a little get together of hompers over there. So we can get this community going, so we can all appreciate the wonderful small things in
2: life. I said that's a that's a, a, a good question that Chaitanya's dad uh, posed.
1: What could one learn from watching Highway on my plate? Come on. How many things can you list? Listen, I I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I think, you know, when you when you do something like this for so long, six, seven, eight years, then it's really a matter of expressing who you know what your character really is. And I think that comes out Especially when you're under such pressure working with people who are really terrible at their jobs and you're extraordinarily gifted, (laughs) like me. (laughs) So, you know, keeping all that in mind and doing this, getting this done with people around you like this. So you
3: basically learned patience.
1: I learned patience. And you forgot that very quickly thereafter. Patience, tolerance, (laughs) love. You know, carrying the extra load, uh, smiling while doing it. The good looks helped me a lot. I mean, I, I was just lucky. I was born handsome, and I could look at myself in the mirror and say, "Chalo, koi baat nahi hai, At least deep I'm good-looking. Breathing, deep breathing and holding your breath for very long technique. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a whole lot. No, I think uh, Highway on My Plate was, you know, it's a fantastic show, and it really sort of encapsulated the philosophy that Mayur and I have in life, pretty much. Mayur is not my neighbor anymore. I can't speak for him, but at least in the old days, you know, we. We love to laugh, we love to travel, we love to just sort of, you know, do the little things that bring great joy. Just friends and, you know, being together, eating good food, enjoying moments that, that was just so simple and elegant in their simplicity. Just, you know, sitting down at a sunset, having a cup of tea. I mean, Ladakh, I have such great memories of all of us just sort of sitting down in an icy cold place with a hot cup of tea and the joy it brought us together and the laughter we shared. So I think these things are, are priceless here, really. I you know, I'll I'll carry some of these memories with me for all, all my life. I mean, they're just wonderful moments. So I think if you can even take away that, you know, just friends and fun and food and laughter from this show, that's a lot of learning here for, for one lifetime. Yeah, it's also the
3: incredible variety of food that we came across, you know, through the length and breadth of this country. I mean and and the and and the pleasure that people take in sharing that food with you when you go and, you know, eat with them. Yeah. I mean, that was really, it was so beautiful. I mean, you know, people telling you how to eat it, people showing you how to eat it, people telling you a little, you know, cultural anecdote about it. You know, this is how we do it. This is why we do it and so on. I mean, that that kind of thing, it's it's the pride and the variety that you see and the pride people take in the food is really amazing. And what they want to share with you is truly you know, it's it's a real experience. And they're so open. You know, I mean, Indians, generally speaking, they're very open. If you just let your defenses down a little bit, you'll be surprised how quickly people will want to be able to chat with you and, you know, want to know where you're from. And if you're fair, like, uh, you know, then, then they'll probably think that you're from overseas. <laughs> but then you abuse them in a Hindi, like, you know, the <laughs> Hindi <laughs> abuse and then they come down to earth and then they start laughing. And, you know, it's just... I mean, I think for me personally, I think what Hive on My Plate did was, frankly, it just showed me that this is my country and I will not be afraid of traveling. I mean, you ask any child, any, you know, young adult, they're very afraid of traveling Yeah, I mean, just mm-hmm. travel, there's nothing to fear. There is really nothing to fear. I mean, just stop reading the newspapers for six months if you need to travel and you'll be just fine. You know, it's just, it's, it's a great country. Uh, for tra- and especially if you love food and you're open to people, and the inquisitiveness, and you want to learn about them yourself, I think it's, India is uh, one of the best countries to
2: travel through.
0: Yeah. Travelers paradise and road trips, man. Road trips, baby Come
2: trip. on, Nikkei. What did you learn? What did Highway on My Plates teach you? Yeah,
0: honestly, the fact that cake is not good for you. Oh, it taught <laughs> me that cake will give you diabetes, but it was too late by the time I learned that. <laughs> but <laughs> no, honestly, it taught me that what is important has a lot to do with where you are so you know things because you know i'd consume a lot of ready content ki, kya hai, yaan, kya hai, used, then you'd head out into driving through some village having chai somewhere and you know we'd always get into conversation with people in those dhabas or those roadside places and it always used to amaze me the distance of what your mind space considered important to where you were and how far that distance is so the physical distance actually transforms what is important in life, so dramatically that you can only actually experience that by physically going from one place to the other. Like one can say that I get a lot from reading, and I also used to think that, but sure, you do, and I'm not saying you shouldn't read, but you don't know what it's like till you're
1: there. And I think that's what it taught me that what is relevant depends entirely on Italian where you are. Well said, well said. Travel is the best education. Absolutely, it is here. And, you know, that sort of makes us all PhDs, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Dr. Singh, shall we give our patients the food court? <laughs> <laughs> it is wonderful to travel to Damarindhu where you go to a Punjabi restaurant and they if you trouble them, they give you chitro. <laughs> but after you eat and drink, the best thing to call your friends is
2: <laughs> there was camels, there were sharks, there were many fishes, and we ate a few, but we were the only ones because everyone else that came there only wanted to peel, peel.
0: It was a journey that is now hazy. The place has made my memory lazy. Places to eat are few. Was it Daman or was it Diu? <laughs> and I drank so much, Chaman. <laughs> <laughs> <Too good. laughs> wow. yeah, I don't remember. Was it or it Daman? Fantastic.
1: Wow, This has been a completely sort of Irrelevant kind of episode. Really, we've talked very little sense through the entire episode. I'm ashamed of all of you yet again, young men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is the kind of episode I like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, guys, whatever podcast platform listen to us on, do give us a favorable review or a high star ranking because that will make it more likely for others to discover us. And the more people who discover us, the more other people who will write into to us at HOMP2020 at gmail.com. I repeat, HOMP2020 at gmail.com. Click on that link and become part of the newsletter so you get photographs and anecdotes and behind the scenes action and become a part of the community that once all this lockdown and this crisis is over, we shall get this show back on the road.
1: Absolutely. Until then, keep your eyes upon the road and your hands upon the wheel. Woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> You did? Okay. Good night, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Good night, you lads. Good night. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.
0: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.